just like a Beyonce concert. Minus the lights, crowd stage, and the Beyonce. This is Jono, Ben and Sharon. It is Edge Afternoon. We're nothing like a Beyonce concert after they broke that down. No, we're not. I always thought we were like a Beyonce <laughs> concert. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, thanks to Vodafone Rewards. We're like the toilets at a Beyonce concert. <laughs> it's at the end, end of the concert. Water, just grab your deals through the My Vodafone app. Now I push through trying to get my sponsorship commitments out of the way. <laughs> well, I can banter your... with you with about Beyonce if you want. <laughs> no, I'm done now, mate. I'm done. Sharon's away today. Cutting her toenails for the music awards. Oh, yeah, she's doing some stuff for Vodafone mm. now behind the she scenes. She's actually getting angle grinded to cut through those things. <laughs> <laughs> we might catch up with Sharon later on. See yeah, what she's well, up will to. we? Oh, she's not going to answer her phone. I thought we might. Sharon, Sharon managed to somehow not be on air on Friday, but be at Taylor Swift Yeah, all afternoon. This concert didn't start till well, Taylor didn't get on stage till like nine. Yeah, under the guise that she was going to report and do social media. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see one piece of media that was social. <laughs> I didn't hear one report on the show. Uh, but the uh, Vodafone New Zealand Music Awards, of course, happening tonight. But yeah. uh, this morning it was a big day here at the Edge because Don, Megan Randall Huge day. gave to every caller a uh, double pass to see Eminem in Wellington. The winning... Does not stop there. If you thought, wow, those guys giving away Eminem tickets, that's huge. The winning continues next. Don't go anywhere. You you stay around for six minutes, you be winning. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. This morning, Dom, Meg and Randall, they gave away to every caller Eminem tickets. Of course, Eminem coming uh, to New Zealand. Wellington completely sold out next year, the Rapture Tour. And uh, These are money, can't buy tickets. A double pass to every caller. Unless you want to spend your money on scalped, expensive rip-off tickets. <laughs> These right. are money, can't buy tickets. No. Or unless you know Eminem personally. Then you probably can get he something He might get you a, some, yeah. some at cost or something. Yeah, the National Party might get a hookup from him or something. Um, but uh, we were quite jealous, obviously, because they got to give away such a sweet prize. Mm. So we thought all day, if they could give away Eminem tickets, maybe we could do something equally as cool. We don't want our listener pals to miss out. No. 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 All two of you. <laughs> so we've come up with this. This morning, Dom Megan Randall did every caller wins M&M tickets. Yay! <laughs> this afternoon, John O'Ben and Sharon don't have M&M tickets. That's, that's a bit disappointing, if I'm honest. But what they do have is M&M's. Yes. Ben just went to the vending machine and got one whole packet to share with his listener pals. So call 0800 The Edge now because every caller wins M&M's. That's right. We have one packet of M&M's. Every caller. Every goddamn caller who phones up right now on 0800 The Edge is going to win some of those M&M's. This is a packet. One packet of milk chocolate M&M's, the brown packet. Green M&M's, yellow M&M's, blue M&M's. I'll pour them into this cup. Black M&M's. Brown M&M's. They're all there. They're all, all the there, M&Ms. All the colours of M&M's. You want, but the only, the only condition is that you must act like you've won a million dollars. Like, like, I'll give you an example. Okay, Jono, I'm going to give you one yellow, one red, and one green M&M. What the crap? What the hell? M&M's! <laughs> M&M's for you! You win M&M's! So that's the tone that we'd yeah. like to set. Carl, if you could get that. Oh, sorry, I was quite, I was quite immersed into that drama. Oh, sorry, really, Carl. I pulled out of that <laughs> you role did play. quite quickly. Uh, Carl, if you could get, producer Carl, if you could get that. Yeah, all I do is win, win, win. Oh, yeah. Or that change, song. change your life. Either, any of those. Yeah, one of those. An emotional <laughs> song uh, for the callers that we're going to go to now. For every caller wins, M&M's. The station that just does not stop giving. Oh, what we, is we next? We just need to chill out. We're just, you know, we're too full on. Tomorrow, every caller wins some of my organs. <laughs> Kidneys, livers, yeah. hearts. You want them? You can win them. <laughs> That's happening tomorrow, but right now it's every caller wins M&M's. Mike's on the phone. 
Okay, I know how we said we'd set the tone. Let's just dial back the tone. (laughs) Dial back the tone. (laughs) I mean, it's a great prize. It's a great prize. Apologies to the audience there. Live radio at its best. And you can't, I mean, what? You can't can't control what someone does when they win Eminem's bet. Yeah, okay. Okay, on that note, that's probably the the end of every quarter. We were taking a risk with this idea. And I said to the boss, I was like, it'll be all good. I said to Ryan, I was like, yeah, mate, people will love it. They loved it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little too much, and we'll uh, we'll move on with the program. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, every quarter wins Eminem's. We'll definitely not be back. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. So we got meeting, uh, we got talking to a guy who worked on a boat. Uh, and he started out his career boat working as a boatman. Yeah. Man of the ocean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're heads man of the boat. sea. Yeah. I think a we get sea, it. <laughs> a sea dog, yeah. A sea dog, salty sea dog. Yeah. And he had a, um, you know, one of those hats on with the anchors. <laughs> okay, okay. Had a hat on, eye patch. Yeah. And a pipe. So he, he works smoking, on a boat. He was smoking a pipe. So he just worked on a boat. And he was like, Arr. Just get to the get to the point. Yeah, so he started out his career <laughs> yeah, on a as boat. a salty old sea dog. <laughs> a boat man. Oh, God. A man in there. Is there a point to the story? <laughs> he was on super yachts. And that is obviously the, the home and of the billionaires of the world, you know, super yachts. Yeah, very, very rich people on those boats. As a young Kiwi guy, a twenty year old Kiwi guy, went to the Mediterranean or whatever, his first job on a super yacht. <laughs> Took him six hours. He got on there, and the billionaire said, I want all of my shoelaces from all 60 pairs of my shoes taken out. I want you to buy 60 pairs of new shoelaces, and I want you to re-shoelace all 60 of my shoes. Not now, even people at Hannah's would have to do that in a month. <laughs> isn't there a machine? Isn't there like a Chinese child to do that in a factory? No, I, don't, oh, I don't know if that's... No. Not, not, not in 2018. They do a great job. Oh, no. Well, no. at least at the very least, isn't there a machine to yeah, do that? The machine might be right. But... Isn't that, would that not be the world's most tedious job? He said the worst thing was the shoelaces that were on there in the first place were pristine clean. Maybe it's just like one of those jobs that's just to sort of lay down, you know, the the pecking order. You know? That's where you. Feels like the guy just made up a job for him to do. (laughs) Like he's better just sitting on a seat. So we want to throw it out there this afternoon. Now, what's the what's the most tedious tedious thing you've ever had to do for your job? Like in the weekend, uh, you'll see it tonight on the final episode of John and Ben. We um, we spent well, it's probably a good twelve hours on Sunday, then a few more hours on Monday morning, early early, putting post-it notes all over the AM show studio. Yeah, as a prank. But after spending like. 15 hours doing this thing, putting post-it notes up. You're like, who's the prank on? <laughs> the people that come in for five minutes and go, oh, no, you put post-it Has notes Has that been up. the most tedious thing you've done? Well, that's been one of them. And, that's I mean, you worked in a plug factory. I did. I you made worked in a plug factory <laughs> in Electronic plug factory. What was your role there? I well, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. That's what wor- that's worries me because I had to 
put pieces yeah. of things together that I didn't know what they did. So I don't hey, know. Ben's responsible for sixty-eight house fires. <laughs> Thanks so to I his just, shoddy electrical work. I just put them together, put them in a box. I had a certain quota I had to meet, and that was it. And someone else would take that box and do other things with it. Kearney, welcome to uh, Johnny Ben and Sharon's afternoon extravaganza, Bonanza. Hello. Good to have you on, mate. The most tedious thing you've done in your job. When I was at university, I had to brush the fur off of a mascot costume after every every event, every game. It was pretty gross and really tedious. How many, oh, were you in America, obviously, at the time? Yeah. And so, uh, what, the mascot wouldn't defur himself or herself? <laughs> no, so after they took the costume off, I would have to just brush all the crap out of it, you know, popcorn, gum, that kind of stuff. Spit. <laughs> Mascots get a yeah. hard time. Yeah, they do. The guy we worked with, Mike, he was the uh, the Auckland Blues mascot, the pirate. He's like children. He's like the <laughs> chill children of the worst. They're the worst. Yeah. They're, yeah. The, they're the worst. And for a guy in a mascot suit, they're all kind of like groin height, so they're quite punchy and, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what... It, ticks in a child's mind to think it's okay to just, they don't attack normal people, but as soon as someone's got a costume on, it's just a free for When your face isn't showing, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a lynch mob yeah. with pitchforks. Hey, thanks, yeah. Kenny. Appreciate that. Had to defer mascot costumes. Mario lies. Hi. Mario lies. <laughs> yes, is it's Mario Lise. Pardon? Mario Lise. Mario Lise. What, yes. what an exotic sounding name <laughs> you have. <laughs> What was the most tedious thing you've had to do, Mario Lise? Um, sitting in front of a conveyor belt and sorting diamonds out of the gravel for a 12-hour shift. Oh, oh, you're a diamond sorter, Ara. Yes. <laughs> how many, so during a 12-hour shift, how many diamonds yeah. would you pull out? <laughs> quite a few. All oh, right, and how big are these sort of diamonds? Are we talking quite big sort of rocks? Would you know, or occasionally let a couple of diamonds go past? <laughs> no way that you can get any of them. Um, no, they were from ranging from small to about my biggest one was thirty-two carats. Wow! And and there's no way you can pocket them because this is my first thing. <laughs> no. The first thing no I want to continue to work there. I don't think that's a good idea. Are there cameras on you all the time? Are there? Yes. And you get x-rayed every single day going in and out of the mine. So no way that you can take them. Really? Well, I can imagine the temptation would be there, right? So, yeah, so you can understand why they do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bruce! G'day. Most tedious thing you've ever done in your job, Bruce. Okay, so I work for this company supplying rivets, you know, the fasteners. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> they came in $5,000 packets. I mean, 5,000, you know, unit packets. Yeah, right, yeah. so 5,000 rivets in a packet, yeah. It's pretty exciting. Riveting. I used to have to, I used to get an order in the morning and I used to have to pack them into 100 packets. So, so you would have, have to, to count, count out 100 <laughs> rivets <laughs> from a 5,000 rivet yeah. packet and put them yeah, into separate packets. Yeah, and, then, and when I finished that, I'd climb up to the top shelf and go to sleep in a cardboard box. <laughs> Bruce, did no one appreciate my riveting thing? Did you, did you hear that? Oh, Bruce, did you hear a riveting <laughs> pun there? Good money. <laughs> no, no, did you hear Ben's <laughs> riveting pun? I didn't get any riveting. No, I thought, no, I said it. I said it was riveting work and no, everyone glossed over it. I it was riveting. <laughs> oh, I was riveting. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. I thought it needed a bit more. Yes, we all do appreciate that comedic gold there. Thank you, Bruce. All the best, mate. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Vodafone New Zealand Music Awards, the biggest night in New Zealand music happening tonight. Yeah, last year uh, we hosted, we worked there and we're working there again this year. Yeah. 
is waiters. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get along. Our shift starts in about half an hour yeah, or so. so. We're going to, going to head down after the uh, after the show today. But uh, I thought, you know, I'd get preened and primed for uh, right. today. Yeah. So before the radio show. Yeah. And when you got this big, bald, light bulb of a head <laughs> shaved. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So with Rob downstairs, lovely guy. He's been there for 35 years, the barber. He's been there a long time, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, got to the end of the head shaving process. And he's like, you want me to do your eyebrows? And I was like, what? He's like, you want me to shave your eyebrows? I was like, oh, I've never done this before. He's like, you know, you got a few stray ones in there. I was like, yeah, shave my eyebrows. Have a look. No, they, they kind of, they're non-existent now. Yeah, they are a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little shorter than yeah. that. I hadn't noticed, like, to be honest, I hadn't noticed yeah, that it's no, been a couple of hours. Out. Now you put it out, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah I, I just did, you know that thing on the phone when you can just turn it around to face you? <laughs> I, I looked at it, it was a, quite a confronting, I looked like I'd been out on a stag do, <laughs> you know, and the one that fell asleep. <laughs> you're going to have to paint some on before the music awards tonight. <laughs> Get a vivid bin. <laughs> you want to be surprised? Do you want to be angry? What do you want to be? <laughs> I have to look for me and my lack of eyebrows tonight. The Music Awards. <laughs> Don't you, today you say something, eh? Yeah, yeah. I can't take your eyes with them, can you? <laughs> John o, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Producer Dan is in, uh, you came along to our TV show recording the other day. Fabulous TV show. Watch it <laughs> tonight, three. I think it's a TV show that will go on forever and ever. Yeah, I think it's got, it's got a lot of potential. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard 10 more years. Oh, yeah, at least. <laughs> it will never stop. Mm. That's what I heard about that show. But thanks for coming anyway, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. You are now, you bumped into Ben's wife, Amanda. Yeah, so I was actually a um, very popular show as, as well, it seemed, the other night when I was there because there was a queue out, out the door to get in. Yeah, I was like, we're all you assholes for the last seven years. <laughs> kind of felt, too late. Kind of felt like the Warriors, you know, when the Warriors started winning. Yeah, they yeah, said yeah, we were getting cancelled yeah, yeah. and they knew it was the last time. Yeah. <laughs> so probably nothing like the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> but suddenly the, the stands are full. You're like, hey, hang on. Where are you we're on, a, on a cold Mount Smart day <laughs> when we were losing to the Sharks? <laughs> <laughs> In round 13 of the NRL. <laughs> With no hope of making the top eight. Where are yeah, you guys Where are you? <laughs> yeah. So I went along and uh, I got there quite late, so I got went right to the back of the line. And then Amanda, your wife, turned up in a car. And she sort of pulled in, she, and I clocked her eyes. And, I was, and she was like, oh, come in, come in, come in. So, and I was with four others. So she sort of had... Well, she was trying to get you in, to sneak you yeah, in a bit sneak, earlier. Sneak, yeah, sneak, because she, she, she was family, so she can sneak right through. Yeah. And so I was like, here we go, bada bing, bada bong. I'll introduce <laughs> Dan. Finally gets a win. <laughs> Old girl. And so I was like, Straight to the front of the club line. Yeah. So I held However, my head In this high. case, the club's just a bleak warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And an average TV show has yeah. been cancelled. Yeah. So I held my head high and I started walking past all these schmucks in the line. You know, I could see them all sort of standing there like losers that have got won their tickets or whatever. <laughs> you know, I was following Mrs. Boyce. And then I held my head. She was walking quite pacey. So my, and I'm my friends, I'm my posse. <laughs> your posse. You're, you're hitting the club with we your posse. We all had a posse. She had her posse, I had mine. Yeah. And we we're sort of all posseing in. Now, at this point, we got, we got to the front of the line. She had got a bit, of, a bit ahead of us at this point. <laughs> but I didn't want to back it because I'd put, walk past the line. Everybody's gone, who's this? Who's this He guy? must be you a know, big player. He must be a big He's player. A big player. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah. We're strutting with confidence yeah, yeah, as well. An air of arrogance. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, he's here. You, you know when you've got a lanyard on when you're at special events? You always feel a better class of person when you've got a lanyard on. And so I was walking past and uh, I got to the front of the line. Amanda had already disappeared through. <laughs> 
So I've, I've passed the likes of Guy and Sam from the Day Show at the Edge. Uh, like a few people, you know, that probably are a bit, a bit more high profile than old producer Dan. Oh, Mark Richardson was there. Mark, Mark McRoberts was, was there. there. Mark Richardson's waiting Susie in line. Susie Kato right, waiting in line. Yeah. They're all sitting there. Mark <laughs> Roberts is patiently waiting. Stan Walker. Yeah. Anyway, I walk up and they're like, um, name please. And I'm like, producer Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you may know me from juicing uh, the you CBP from Bobby Afternoon Show in New Zealand. Yeah, from sending out such prizes as... <laughs> <laughs> Night day vouchers. <laughs> she goes... She looked up P. She looked at no producer down there. And it turns out uh, I hadn't been singled out on the door list. And I was about, she was like, look, it's only family members and close friends that are allowed in. I was like, I'm a close friend. I'm a close I work with them every day. No, producer Dan, turn around. So me and my posse, of, <laughs> me and my posse had to do a 180. <laughs> we, had to, we had to walk straight back past the line where we'd walked past before. It was degrading. <laughs> it, was, it was so degrading. Honestly, I've never felt so low in my life. <laughs> the, the worst thing was you the further back yeah. than you originally. So I had to go right to the back of the line. It was a horrible walk of shame. Oh, Very the walk sad. of shame. When have you had to do it? Oh, under the edge is the phone number. This could be like producer Dan getting marched back to the end of the line. This yeah. could be like trying to sneak out of a stag do like Jono did once yeah. out a window. Yeah. Oh, I well, didn't I need to recap on that. No, we've talked about that many times. I, did, I, did, I was hanging out of a two-story building trying to get, escape the stag do, hanging out of a window, and it turns out the whole party was below. <laughs> could Watching see every move. move. <laughs> uh, your walk of shame, Chris, on 0800 The Edge. What was it, buddy? Oh, okay. So um, a couple of years ago, I was living in a thriving metropolis of Wellington City and um, in an apartment with my flatmate, Geordie. Mm. So b- between the two of us, we only had the, the one swipe key to get in. And um, so, yeah, one day I was, I was having a bit of a sleep and he decides to turn up on a smoko from work and um, comes inside. I have to let him in, obviously, because I've got the key. Um, so he comes in. Then we hear an alarm down the hallway. So we, we both pop our heads out and wander down the hallway. The door slams shut behind us. Um, we sort of we check it out. There isn't a hell of a lot going on. Um, but then we both sort of realise it dawned on me that I don't have my swipe key and neither does he. And I'm nothing but my underwear. So I decided, <laughs> OK, well, we, I wandered down the stairs. It's about five storeys down to the reception office. And um, I didn't know that at the time they were liaising an open home. And I had to wait in sort of line with an audience of about 30 prospective buyers for this apartment. And I'm, I'm standing there in nothing but my underwear, my big gut hanging out, you know? Chris, uh, I love it. I love it. You know how much I love it? Why? Uh, we're going to give you a prize. Have yeah. we got prizes, Ben? Yeah, we're going to hook yeah. them up with a double pass to uh, the brand new movie, uh, The Fantastic Beasts, all right? Oh, really? Crazy, thank you so much. Nice, no, no, mate, keep, uh, keep your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, I'm going to give you a prize I know nothing about. <laughs> Lily. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're doing well. Your walk of shame, what was it? Um, so a couple of years back, we were doing um, running races at school. Yep. And, um, so For Athletics Day. This is Athletics Day. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, and we were doing the 400 metre and... I kind of got serious towards the end and just, like, started running hard out and uh, did the celebratory, like, ending and, mm. like, hands in the air, everything. And, um, Stop, and stopped running? I, like, stopped running? Yeah, yeah, I stopped running. And, and the finish line was, like, 10 metres away. And then I was, like, slowly <laughs> walked. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> so where did you actually place? Did you get last? Oh, no, yeah, I didn't place at all. No way. <laughs> oh! Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. 
This is, we're meant to have some banter here, aren't we? I was just soaking in the, the, the moment for you, letting you relive that. Yeah, thank you, Lily. Yeah, oh, you, you have a great day. You know, oh, I love that call so you. much. I'm going to give you See some you. buddy. Uh, well, mate, you're giving away. Well, give us some. Uh, Oh, no. I love that call so much. I'm going to give us some more. Um, uh, can we cover girl price pack? You want to cover girl price pack? Yeah. We've got oh one of those. yes, please. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you one of those. I don't know if we've got one, but oh, we'll find you. one for you. All right. Hey, Joey, you. You, put, you put me on the spot here, Joey. Hey, I like to give people prizes. It's my thing. It's what I'm known for. The prize guy. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Someone's okay. texting saying, "Where's the life of the show, Sharon? This show's all over the place." It's a shambles. <laughs> Text <laughs> through from thing. our boss. <laughs> just, what is this, an air check? All right, Ryan. You can just come in and talk to us if you want. <laughs> Text 3343. Three. Okay, so I'm on. I was talking, I was singing the praises of my new favourite website, thesun.co.uk. Yeah, Remember I was singing the praises? Yeah, I it, yeah. I love the sun. So today I was reading an article on the sun about a Thai guy who looks like he's a very muscly looking, sort of long hair, exotic looking man. That you'd look at and you're like, I'd give him a burn. You He's know? a very sexy I'd have, man. I'd have yeah. a burn on him. Yeah. And he lives in a cave. Actual cave? Yeah, he lives in a cave. So his bedroom, he lives in a cave. Uh, and it's on the beach where they have all the full moon parties and stuff in Thailand, the big parties. And producer Carl, you just got back from Indonesia. You just went to uh, Bali, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy place. Yeah, you said no road rules. Everyone's just, every, every man, woman and child for themselves well, on the road. I think there are road rules, but no one goes, like, abides by them. Like, there'll be red lights at an intersection and everyone's just honing through. The, the roads are just packed. And no just, accidents, though. Nah. No. And I think, I think what it is, and there's no road rage as well. It's just like people just get let in. If you're kind of like in a school of fish. Imagine it like that. And you just got to go with the flow. You find your place. You find your place. Mm. Whether it's on the footpath or the road, doesn't matter. You just, yeah. It's a, a tourist hotspot, that part of the world. Yeah. So this guy in the cave, this good-looking guy in the cave, wanders around in like a loincloth. Like sort of um, Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway. Right. And he has slept with literally thousands of tourists. Really? He takes them back to the cave, does whatever he does, and the, he's become like a local identity. Oh, jeez, I'm just looking at the picture. He's ripped, isn't he? He's ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. He looks like he's got a nice setup in the cave as well. He does, yeah. The man it? cave. <laughs> <laughs> you better and be calling it that, right? Would you Would you have romance in the man cave? Yeah, with him, yeah. Yeah. He's a good looking guy. So he's become such an identity that people hunt him out now. Hunt him out. He's got a motorbike too. <laughs> so yeah. But I guess he parks that in the cave. He said he's starting to wear down. He's taking, t- <laughs> taking, taking too toll. much energy. <laughs> too many people are wanting to jump on. Oh, really? Jump on his motorbike. His motorbike, yeah. go for a ride. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's just... But, oh, what I want to do is chuck this out there. This guy slept with over 10,000 people. Have you slept with this Thai guy who lives in the cave? <laughs> That's what I want to chuck out there. No. Maybe we'll find someone. John Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Now, we, we said this five or six minutes ago. I thought no one would call. Yeah, they yep. call him the sex mad caveman. <laughs> Caleb. Yes. You slept yep. with this Lothario. I've slept with him. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> God, I somehow feel like he, he was almost as good as Ben Boyce. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's saying, saying something. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, it really is. Well, I appreciate you appreciate the uh, the lovely compliment. I thought pre- we had someone yeah. who had slept with him. No, I think we're just, uh, he's, he's encouraging, you know, making the radio show a bit better. Yep, no, that's right. Hey, thank you. You have a good one, buddy. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Someone's texting three three four three. How much child support has the caveman got to play? <laughs> How many children has the guy got around oh, the world? Yeah. 
Because I was. imagine in the cave there's probably not an endless supply of protection. <laughs> no, you might use a leaf from a bush or something. Oh, jeez, no. Wrap sure. that around with a rubber band or something. <laughs> oh, God. That and a rubber band or something. Oh, eight under the edge. Hello? The caveman. Oh. Y- yes. Have you? Yes. No. no. Have you? 100% absolutely yes. You've... Wow. We found someone. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking this wasn't going to happen, Jono. Have you set this person up, Jono? No. Okay. No. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. For real. Okay. How did it come about? What happened? Um, I was over there just for a girls' trip, um, and uh, we went out quite a lot, and we heard um, stories about this guy actually. Um, and funny enough, one bar one night we met him, and I went back to check out his cave, and <laughs> and yeah, it was. It was it was amazing. He destroyed me. I could not walk. Okay. Just, okay. okay. <laughs> this oh. is the second call on the show. And that text that said, Sharon's not here, it's a shambles, is sums up the show. Oh, come back, Sharon. Please okay. come well, back. Go back, Sharon, saying the things yeah. that make us go like this. But I'm, I'm glad... I'm glad it was a wonderful experience. <laughs> okay, I'll choose the one again. Lovely talking to you. Limp out of the cave. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.